Scaling your law firm doesn't have to be difficult. It is all about mastering a few key strategies, systems, and mindset. Welcome to the Being Unstoppable podcast, dedicated to helping you scale your law firm without burnout. I am your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I have successfully scaled my firm so that it doesn't rely on me. Listen in as I share with you how you can do the same. Let's transform your business starting now. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast where we are talking all things about law firm growth, scaling your firm, and freeing you up as the law firm owner. It is most certainly very challenging being a law firm owner. There are so many things that you have to worry about. Even when I'm thinking about what to talk about on the podcast, it's overwhelming with the amount of topics and the amount of issues that we could be discussing on here. There's so much to cover and so much to think about, which is why it's totally understandable how it's really easy to get overwhelmed. And I know there are a lot of you out there who are really overwhelmed, especially if you are just getting started, you're in the first couple of years and you're now really bogged down with work and you don't know how to get yourself out of the situation. So that's what I help people with in the Scalable Business Lounge. You can head on over to www.scalablelaw.com and I have a free live training over there that you can join in and it is next Wednesday. So I have been running these every Wednesday at different topics each time, but they're really helpful. So if you want to head on over to my um, website, you will then find the link to register for the live webinar. The benefit of this is that you get to ask questions, which is so good because I'm actually live on the webinar with you. So I'm super excited because I welcomed so many awesome law firm owners into the Scalable Business Lounge just this month. And it's so great to see it growing and to see many more law firm owners being impacted in a really positive way. Anyway, today, let's get on with the topic. And today, we're going to be talking about measuring your law firm and measuring the data and stats. Now, you should be measuring a lot of numbers in your law firm, and unfortunately, most of us don't do it. It is um, something that takes a little bit of time, but it actually can make you so much profit by doing this because you know exactly where to spend your efforts and energy. And what it means is that week by week, when, you're, when you see the measurables, you can then get onto things straight away. Too many of us run our law firms from our gut. So we sort of have this, oh, I feel like, you know, everything's really busy at the moment, for example. But maybe you're looking in the bank account and it's not that busy. Or maybe you've got a team who are burning out, but then the figures don't match how much work they're doing. It allows us to actually get in there and work out what's happening in our business. So when it comes to these measurables, what is it that you should be measuring? 
Well, I've recently been doing a business practice where I'm implementing this even more in detailed into my business. And I've been advised that we should only be measuring around 15 of the best and most uh, productive and profitable numbers. So they can change, but you've got to pick 15 or thereabouts, 10 to 15, and they can change over time. If the number isn't useful to you, then you could uh, change it up as things go. So I was going to run through some of the numbers that I'm measuring at the moment in my business. Every single week, I'm meeting with my amazing practice manager where we are going through these numbers and it's changing things so much because I have my finger on the pulse. Now, I've always done measurables and I've always collected data so I know what's going on, but I've only looked at it once a month. So now I'm honing in and looking at it once a week and we are really getting on top of things as they're happening. I'm finding that if you have left it for a whole month, then it's too late. The month has happened. If it hasn't been a great month or something's been going on, you haven't had the opportunity to catch it at all. So let me run through some of the numbers of what we're measuring and why. Now, this might not apply to your firm. You might have different numbers you want to measure. And there's definitely a list well beyond my 15 of numbers that you could measure. And it depends what kind of um, area you are practicing, how you're billing. It depends on a whole range of things as to what you might want to measure. So let's get stuck in and I'll let you know what I'm measuring. And it's probably a good idea if you can to grab a pen because uh, you might want to write some of these down. So I am measuring the number of inquiries that come into the business. Now, I've always wanted to measure this number, but it's been tricky to implement because you need the right person on reception who's committed to doing this for you because this is where data can go astray if it's not being measured correctly. Anyway, we've created a system, so now all of our inquiries get measured. So what do I mean by inquiries? Right, so that is... Anyone who emails to us about our service, anyone who books an online appointment to try and create an online appointment, anyone who messages us on Facebook or Instagram, anyone who phones the office. So it's a new prospect who has phoned the office or any of the other things that I mentioned and ways of contacting us. It gets marked down as an inquiry. Now, the reason that we want to uh, know how many inquiries we get is because then we can know how good our marketing is going. And for example, the other thing that we are doing behind the scenes of this inquiry measurement is that we're also marking down what area of practice they're after and what uh, area they're from, location, because we have three offices, and also how they've come to us. Like, So where is the inquiry coming through? What form? Is it an email? Is it through our calendar system? Is it a phone call? Because then we're really able to hone in on what's working and what's not. So that's really important. Now, your number of inquiries should be a lot more than your initial consultations. That's naturally going to happen 
that some of your inquiries are going to drop off. But we want to make sure that their gap is as small as possible because if you're getting the phone ringing all day and they're asking about a will, but you don't practice wills in estates, maybe there's something wrong with your messaging. So that's the purpose of finding out how many inquiries we're getting um, and where they're all coming from. Next number is that we're checking in on how many referrals we're getting. This is an important number because, of course, as a law firm owner, I am out and about doing marketing in person and hopefully getting referrals in. Referrals can be a bit hit and miss. Some weeks you get lots and some weeks not so many, but my whole business isn't built on referrals. It's built on three marketing funnels, which I've talked to you about before. And so, but it is an important marketing funnel. So we want to know how many referrals we're getting. And ideally, we want to be able to thank those people who are sending us those referrals. Next number that we are measuring is that we are measuring how many initial consultations we get into our business each week. And so this is a really important number because when you know your numbers, what you know is that you end up knowing what your percentage of conversion rate is. So if you know that you're going to get 15 initial consultations in for the week or five initial consultations for the week, and you also know how many, um, what your conversion rate is and how many new matters you get, then you're going to know a figure of how many initial appointments do you actually need to achieve your goals. So it's a really important number to measure. Because if we can get enough initial consultations with our conversion rate that we have in place already, then we know exactly how many new matters we're going to be getting. The next number that we follow up on is we we measure how many cost agreements we're sending out. Now, in our business, a cost agreement is a really important indicator that the client is someone who we can help that they have enough money for a private lawyer or legal fees, that their matter is one in which we can help them because, you know, we do get matters where we are unable to help people or we might be able to send them off somewhere else for some advice. Uh, So the number of cost agreements that we send out is really important. And then the next number is important as well. We want to measure how many follow-up calls our team is doing. Now, the follow-up calls are an important part of our service because if you come here for an initial consultation, we want to make sure that you're cared for enough that you get a follow-up call. And so uh, we have a goal of how many follow-up calls we want done by the team each week. The next thing is, is that we have a figure for our advertising spend. So we want to know every week how much we're spending on ads and we have a goal of what we want to be spending on ads and we want to see what that looks like. Now, it's really, really interesting looking at the the weekly spend versus the weekly amount of um, initial appointments and inquiry we get in. So that's a really interesting number. And what it allows you to do is it allows you to fine tune your business so much and your your prospect funnel so much that you can turn that tap on and off really, really easily. The next one that we measure is how many retained clients we've got. 
This is really important in our business. And I would say it's important in most businesses that you're always onboarding new clients. Now, in a practice area where you're not servicing people repeatedly, it's even more important because we are not going to be keeping clients long-term. We need to be getting new clients all the time. And there's several practice areas that are the same where, you know, they might only come and see you every now and then. So it's important to have a goal for your retained clients and then actually know um, how many retained clients you're getting every single week. The next number, of course, you're probably measuring this number as well as we all are because it's important. And that is how many billable dollars have we done that week um, in order, you know, which really means how much work have we been doing and how much have we been serving our clients. So that's the work in progress each week in our firm. And it's really important to keep on top of that. And then the next one is billable hours, which really is the same as um, the dollar figure. Now, if you were fixed fee or value billing, then you wouldn't necessarily have that number, but you might have the next number, which is capacity hours. So how many, so billable hours is how many billable hours has the team done? So how much, how many hours has the team put into serving clients? versus doing other things that it takes to be a to be a lawyer because you can't bill and serve a client eight hours a day it doesn't work like that um, so how many hours have you served a client versus what are your capacity hours so what's the team's capacity so for and every week is different this month we've had a team building day that took everyone out of the firm and we've had uh, uh, two public holidays, essentially, or we could say it's one. We've had one for the Gold Coast and one for Brisbane. Um, and so that reduces the capacity hours. So it's important to see how many billable hours, so how productive are people being in the firm versus capacity hours. The next one is a figure, which is how many clients have ended their retainer. Now, of course, my goal is zero. I don't want any clients to end retainers. But unfortunately, in my area of practice, people do end their retainers uh, because they can't afford the legal fees or they're going through a really hard time um, and we're not able to help them or something like that. So they might end retainer fees. Uh, so we like to measure that because we want as little as possible um, and zero. And it's a really important measurement in terms of service, because it, what it means is, is if we're getting spikes out of the average of end of retainers, it's a really important number to measure when you're running a big team because I want to know how our service is going. I want to make sure that the team is serving at the highest quality they possibly can. And so we are measuring that one as well. The next one that we measure is how many completed matters. So this is finalized matters. Um, so we've got a goal for our finalized matters and how many we're finalized every single week. The next one is cash flow. How much cash has been received and receipted that week uh, and how is cash flow going? Then we're heading down to accounts overdue. Now it's 
really tricky to get your accounts working really well. It's taken me a long time. And the way that I've managed to get it working really well is by having one, an A1 team, and two, an A1 system for the A1 team to follow. That has made a massive difference to overdue accounts. Now, we do have a goal of overdue accounts um, and it is to keep it as low as possible. It's not a zero goal because I don't think when you're running a large firm that's going to be possible, but we want to keep it as low as we can. Um, And then we've also got QCAT debt collection, which is a, we'd rather have that as at a zero, but it's not unfortunately. And the goal is zero. So we measure it every week because it's really important that we clear up those debts um, rather than having to write them off. We also offer in our firm, uh, we have been offering, we're not going to in the future so much, but we've been offering deferred matters. Now, for years, there hasn't been any litigation funding for family law um, where I am from, but it started to boot back up again uh, where there's a couple of really good um, funders out there for legal funding. So we are sending people to the legal funding rather than doing the deferred payment arrangements. So we have got a goal as well of clearing up the deferred payment arrangements. So that is a number we're looking at every week as well. And unfortunately, we have people who are on payment plans. Uh, And the reason is, is because they've ended up in QCAT or not paying their debts. And so they are on a payment plan to reduce their legal fees and their debt. Um, So we've got a figure for that as well. And obviously, I would rather have zero people on a payment plan as a goal. So those are the numbers that we are measuring I would actually like to throw another one in there. I've just thought of now, and that is that I would love, because we do talk about it a lot in our firm, and that is um, reviews. I would love to have a measurement for reviews, and we're so fortunate that we've got an incredible team, and they get reviews every single week, and we reward our team for getting excellent reviews. It means that they've been doing a great job. So, Um, that's another one that I would love to add in there and that might take us way over the 15. But anyway, um, I do like that number. So those are some of the numbers and some ideas of what you could be measuring in in your law firm and each week to keep you on track. There are so many other measurements out there that you, that might be relevant for your business. And um, it's important that those are measured to keep you on track. The way that we do this is we do it in a system um, so that it's all implemented into a document for our leadership meeting every single week. So it's there um, and we have everything laid out so that we can really see how the business is tracking and get on top of anything that's not working well. So that's all I have for you. I'm exhausted after going through that big long list (laughs) with you. I hope that you enjoyed this one. Um, I hope that you can see the value in measuring what your business is doing week to week. If you would love to know how to implement this type of measuring tool, we have inside the Scalable Business Lounge an entire module on data collection and measurement. 
because it is one of the most important things to growing and scaling your business is to actually track it and see how it's going rather than going from those gut feels. An example of that is my team, um, you know, they say things like, oh, we're getting so many calls for wills at the moment, or we're getting so many calls for, you know, or we no, people aren't showing up or whatever it might be. And it's, it's a gut feel and they might have had a couple, but overall it might only be, you know, two in the month and is that a good goal or not a good goal? Um, and so when you've actually got the data, you can look back and you can go, well, actually there's only been two no-shows this month or actually we've had like two calls about a will when, you know, so, and then you can also tidy it up. If that is becoming a problem for you, you have something to actually go to, some figures to go to. You can also then, once you've got your data collected and you've got years of it, you can compare year to year and it just becomes absolutely so valuable in your business and in your business growth um, as a strategy. I've been collecting data in my firm since 2016 and it's changed the way we do things and it's grown my firm. In 2016, my law firm was probably turning over under a million dollars, I would say at that point. Um, so yeah, maybe around that, around a million dollars. So if you want to grow your business, data and measuring and testing is what you need to be doing. So um, yes, go ahead and start collecting data. But if you would love to know how exactly to do it, uh, go over to my free workshop and see how you can scale your law firm and join the Scalable Business Lounge. And then inside there, we actually spend a lot of time implementing this into your practice. Well, I hope you have a fabulous week and I'll look forward to chatting again next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Being Unstoppable podcast brought to you by the Scalable Business Lounge. If you would love to learn how to scale your law firm without burnout, then join my free workshop at caroliefontanelli.com. Until next time, you have got this.